NBA Straya, how are you going? Oh, you're good. Because that's right, it's Friday, January 12. Happy birthday to my uh, younger brother, Phil. Does all right. Uh, good on him. Also, your mate Jim, that's right, your host, James Clements, the editor of a good website. It's called CoBet. You can find that at codebet.com.au. You can also see my ugly mug on Fox Sports Lab NBA, Fox Sports Lab NFL, CodeBet Daily. Uh, we've also got the Cricket Today podcast, the Football Today podcast. Here in Larry Arnhem Studios, after a couple of trips to the doctors again. Talk about that in a second, but I'm feeling a little bit better. Uh, this is episode 1017. It's going to be a quick one because it was Blowout Friday. That's right. It's not like your mum going to the hairdresser in the 80s to get a blowout. What, what else was she doing there, I ask? Uh, but either way, <laughs> Josh Giddy got a triple-double. Josh Green hit a sick game sealer. The Grim Reaper was all right. Man, this was a weird day. Uh, so we'll fly through the game wraps. We've got that's on the knife. Old mate, no mate. Spot on the night. Better lines of ball. This is me and Arzi. I'm probably opening the day now. Back take house. We're serving up a flame good take. We've got a great moment in NBA Australia stat history. We're going to do the Nate Jawai piece that went up on the uh, socials the other day. That'll be fun. And then we'll preview the entire weekend's games for you. There are some absolute ball terrors on the weekend too. Just post up on the couch, I reckon. Sounds good. Just about need it too. Right, let's get into it. Episode 1017 of NBA Australia. Let's go! This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Oh, you better. Watch out for the chuck attack if you're Kenny. Chuck beat into the uh, beat into the wall, but also you got to watch out for the uh, ship pump attack. Jeez. Some teams got absolutely... Everybody got straight killed today. It was Blowout Friday. He got straight killed. They all got straight killed. Even the Lakers, the last one. Like, even Brooklyn were fucking dead in the water. Uh, anyway, we'll get to all this in a second. Uh, better watch out for the attack of the... Uh, I don't know. Shit ton of x-rays and fucking ultrasounds and stuff. Had to Because my busted finger's all fucky still, right? So the doc's right. Like, Jim... Go in, we've got to check this out because it's still fucked. And I'm like, yeah, I can tell that. And I'm no medical doctor. Not yet. <laughs> uh, so ultrasound as well. It's like, yeah, it's a bit fucked. It's like, no shit, look at it. Anyway, so hopefully your mate Jim will go under the knife for it and that'll just fix it all up. But the thing in my head, on the roof of my mouth, tell you what, after getting a bunch of shit looked at it for, you know, the yesterday or whatever, and getting, I don't know if you've ever had a head x-ray. That shit's wild. And, uh, of course, now it's sort of like antibiotics has gone down a little bit. And uh, it's just kind of weird and gross, but feeling better. So that's good. Right, let's start today's show the way we start every show here with the Daily. We've actually got shit tons of news, so let's fly through it. Marcus Smart! And another kick in the dick for the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. Severe right ring finger injury. He's just like me. <laughs> uh, but mine was not my ring finger. Mine was my pointer. Um, six weeks without Jamarant. That's just the Grizzlies cooked, isn't it? It's like pack her up boys time. That is brutal. Other good news, though. LaMelo. 
That's right, Lamello. Oh, you love to see it. I mean, it's balling season. It's balling season. That's right, Lamello ball out since what the end of November with his uh, sprained ankle. That's the worst sprained ankle in the world. Uh, he could be back this Friday, so that's tomorrow our time, right? So against the Spurs, um, pretty interesting. Questionable, at least, so we'll see how we go. Uh, Darko, we mentioned him yesterday for going, these refs are fucking shit-fucking. And uh, he got fined 25K. No shit. Darko Rajakovic, like, these fucking refs, I fucking kills him. It's like, all right, Darko, you get him. Uh, we also got the all-star voting second results from the uh, fan votes, right? So, Which is always fun, because by the second time round, it's like, all right, we've sort of weeded out. The uh, the sort of weird ones, unless it's like, you know, all of Georgia voting for Zaza Pachulia, which was still one of the greatest fucking things in the world. Um, but the second round, we're still in in the East. At the top, we've still got Yana Santorakumpo ahead of Joe Allen Bede, Jason Tatum. Uh, very close between Embiid and Tatum. Uh, then you've got a big gap down to Jimmy Butler. Another big gap down to Jalen Brown, the extreme zinger meal. The extreme zinger meal. This shows you how like popular Boston is, right? Like the zinger, the supercharged zinger burger. Supercharged zinger burger. In and out of the lineup all season is sixth ahead of Bam. Bam! Adebayo and Julius Randle. What's going on, Knicks fans? You've only got Brunson and Randle. Randle's in eighth. Brunson's in sixth. That's some dog shit if you ask me. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, zinger, Bam. Julius Palabancaro and Mikael Bridges. Yes, hello. For the uh, Brooklyn Nets. Uh, that's your front court. The guards, you've got Halliburton and Trey. One, two. But Trey is just ahead of Dame. Now that Dame's back as well, I expect a bit of a boost from him. Donnie Mitchell, 400,000 behind Dame. He's ahead of Maxi, who's ahead of Brunson. Uh, then you've got a big drop down to Derek White. Lamello, who, is, as I said, hasn't played since the end of November. Uh, Giroux and Demarrow's in there. So... Your East starters for the moment are Giannis, Embiid, Tatum, Halliburton, who's pinged the hammy, and Trey. I expect Trey to get pipped by Dame, though, so we'll see what happens there. Out West, the guards, you've got Luca and Steph, neck and neck. Luca's gone past Steph. You love to see that. SGA's third. James Harden, Fat Man Hoop, Ellie Clan. Uh, Kyrie in fifth. Ant-Man behind them. Ja, oh, geez. De'Aaron Fox, Booker. Clay. <laughs> if you need any proof that apparently people don't watch basketball, Clay is 10th. Uh, front court, LeBron James, Nikola Jokic, KD, then AD, big gap. Uh, Joker and Durant are neck and neck. Then it's a big, 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 big gap down to AD. Kawaii. <laughs> I love that Shingoon is still getting some of that China Houston love. He's like sixth, but he's on 950,000 votes. That's awesome. Uh, ahead of Paul George, Wembenyama, Chet Holmgren, and Carl Anthony Towns. I don't know what more the Wolves can do, right? Like Ant Man is sitting there in sixth in the guards, and Cat's tenth, and they're on top of the West. Chaos. Uh, the All-Star jerseys may have kind of leaked. Look, one of the, I love a good jersey leak. You can never be too sure. But if those are the real ones, go Google it. They look fucking good. A little bit more demure. You've got the burgundy. just looks a little bit nice. Don't mind it. Don't mind it. Yeah, it's pretty good, eh? Pretty good. Um, other news. The in-season tournament, according to our man Adam Silver, is going to return. We're going to tweak a little bit. 
I like the tweaking. <laughs> It'll no doubt be back next season with some unspecified tweaks. They're my best type of favourite type of tweak. Apart from tweak from South Park. Um, been interesting. So they were out there in Paris, and so Adam Silver had a bit of a chat. Um, yeah, no doubt be next year with a couple of tweets. Uh, uh, tweaks, we're talking to television partners, figuring out how to do it the best time of year. Maybe some other modifications to the format. Pretty interesting. So that'll be kind of cool. Uh, good stuff. Uh, what else? Oh, Camelo Anthony's a sook. Oh, they gave Nikola Jokic my number 15 jersey out of pettiness to, like, wipe away all my achievements in Denver. Did they, Camelo? What did you achieve in Denver, Carmelo? I made a Western Conference Finals, bro. Yeah, that's great. You know who won more playoff series in his first two playoffs than you ever did in Denver? Actually, in your entire career? Yeah, Nikola Jokic sucked in again. Fuck. The NBA, what would it be if we didn't have past players having a fucking sook about something? Oh, it's just pettiness, man. Yeah, they probably shouldn't have given him the 15, but at the same time, what did you ever do? You got rolled by the Lakers in 09 in the Western Conference Finals. Outside of that, you literally didn't win another playoff series. Fucking settle down, mate. Oh, my achievements. You didn't even win the scoring title with the fucking Nuggets. Jesus. Anyway. Have a sook. Uh, last little bit, the NBA came out and said, yeah, resting doesn't stop injuries, man. Which uh, very much sounds like the uh, people who are paying for offices going, no, 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 offices are great. Everybody should work for an office because we have to justify our rent. <laughs> it's like tobacco companies going, oh, no, nah, man, cigarettes aren't that bad. Resting doesn't stop injuries. Literally, if you just rest on a back-to-back, see how you go that next game if you don't rest. Oh, but there's no conclusive proof. Yeah, because you're some sort of super magician doctor. Love that. I swear, if there's any sort of fatigue that is built in to, you know, soft tissue injuries specifically, then what do you reckon is going to happen if you're playing 82 games? Oh, it's just you're much tougher and harder. Are you? Or is that little tear going to get a bit bigger? Yeah, just saying. Anyway, weird shit. Uh... I love it. It's like, it's literally, it's an NBA report as well. It's like the NBA is going, uh, can you make a report where the conclusion will be players resting doesn't limit, you know, injury risks at all? So just find some stuff that fits that. <laughs> and it comes out and it's like, resting doesn't limit injuries. <laughs> Great job, everybody. Right, let's do some really quick game wraps because these were all shit pumping. Game wraps, game wraps, game wraps, game wraps, game wraps in gay parry. We had the Cleveland. Cleveland Cavaliers beat the piss out of Brooklyn. They fucking killed him. One eleven, one OT. Jeez, Jim, that's only nine points. Yep. Uh, the Nets were held to sixteen points in the first quarter. It was they managed thirty four points in the first half. They were down twenty, and that was that. Like it's just fucking window dressing at this point. Basically, the most exciting part of this game was Nicky Claxton and Tristan Thompson getting into it, and Thompson getting tossed. So, uh, Brooklyn. Tell you what, they could use a bloke by the name of Box Hill Benny Simmons. 18 assists as a team. They just don't have that sort of flow or connectivity at all. They are a brutal watch at the moment. Bridges had 26, but he shot 6 of 18. Cam Thomas had 26 off the bench. Uh, but the fir- next time he passes, that'll be basically the first. Lonnie Walker hit 4, four or 5 from 3. But, yeah, Spencer Dinwiddie uh, just 
out there doing yeoman's work and he's not that dude. You're not that dude guy. You know, that kind of vibe. So, poor Spencer. Um, they played limited minutes, he and Dorian Finney-Smith, so yeah, we'll see what happens. But just a shit shit game from Brooklyn. Cleveland. 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 Uh, they were all Donnie Mitchell. He lit them up. This feels very much to me like a, uh, hey, guys, you should trade for me because I wouldn't mind to be living in uh, the old New York. What do you reckon? And uh, he had 45 in this one. Did Donnie Mitchell. He shot 15 of 30. 4 of 12 from 3, 11 of 13 from the free throw line, but he had 12 rebounds, 6 assists, and 4 steals. He did have 7 turnovers to go with those 6 assists, but at the same time, come on. Uh, he literally had he led the game with Jarrett Gothefro-Allen in rebounds. No net managed more rebounds than Donnie Mitchell. Great job, Brooklyn. Uh, my sweet baby, Karis LeVert, had 21 uh, 12 and 12 and four blocks for go the fro, Jared Allen. George Niang, the minibus, had 10 as well. He did a couple of threes. Uh, this was a shocker. 16 and 22 now for Brooklyn. They're shit. 22 and 15 for Cleveland. Looking pretty good. Cleveland! All of a sudden. Look, just for them to like pull off a couple of wins back to back to back, they won four on the trot against Wizards and Spurs and the Nets. They actually play the Bulls uh, when they get back from Gay Perry, which will be far more interesting. I reckon so. Yeah. That'd be a really good game, actually. Uh, we have Boston. They got straight fucking killed by the Milwaukee Bucks. He got straight killed. To the point where they cut away from the game at halftime. They're like, yeah, this one's fucked, mate. So bad that they started the bench in the second half to the Celtics. They're like, yep, fuck it. Cut our losses. They hit 18 threes to nine. Out rebounded by 23 to the Bucks. No Al, but they got the extreme Zingamil. Extreme Zingamil. They ripped off a 26-0 run at one point in this. It was, uh, yeah, it was pretty brutal, you know, to put it put it nicely, really. Uh, Milwaukee just fucking killed him. Beasley was getting in the action. Portis was smashing him. So they were down 75-38, and you're like, ugh, ugh, this game is over, and it's halftime. So, yeah, Tatum, seven points in his first 16 minutes. Brown, 10 and 18. Hauser at 15. Pritchard, 21, whatever. Milwaukee, Milwaukee, it's a gonquin for the good land. It was today, 24, 12, and 6 for Giannis Antetokounmpo in only 26 minutes. He shot 10 and 13. Look, this sucks. Boston on a back-to-back after going to fucking overtime with the best team in the West. This was always going to happen. I feel like an idiot for picking Boston yesterday. Uh, 21 for Dame in his return. He looked really, really likely, which was nice. Beasley, 16 points, 4 of 8 from 3, and fighting Bobby Portis, fighting around the world, had 28 and 12. Went five or six from deep as well. Bloody good. Uh, Boston now dropped to 29 and nine, uh, while the Bucks moved to 26 and 12. It's pretty good. They needed that one. You know, after a couple of losses to the Rockets and the Yaz, get back on track. Feel good about yourselves. Uh, Portland copped an all time beating at the hands of the Oklahoma City Thunder, 139 77. Yep. 139-77. An absolute shit pumping. So he got straight killed. Uh, do you reckon this could cost Chauncey Phillips his job? Don't know. Uh, this is the largest lead ever through three quarters at 62 points. That is just insane. It was 75-39 at the half as well. Uh, basically the same as the uh, Boston-Milwaukee game. Uh, the game was over. And then they dropped the hammer even more in the third quarter and outscored them 43-17. Stop it. He's already dead. Like that kind of vibe. Uh, Portland finished, what, 
77 points. So he only had two players in double figures. You had Anthony Penny Simons, 4 of 13 for 14 points and 13 for Scoot Anderson. He shot 4 of 21. What was that? What the hell was that? 4 of 21. Yeesh. Uh, Gids had the 20-minute triple-double. He was unreal. 13, 10, and 12. SGA had 31 on a back-to-back. Bloody good. Chet, 19, 4, and 3. J-Dub, 21, 7, and 4 with a couple of blocks. He shot 9 of 10. They shot 57% as a team. Did the uh, Thunder. That's 37% better than the other because the Blazers were 27%. Portland dropped to 10 and 27. The Oklahoma City Thunder, 26 and 11. The Knickerbockers of New York City were getting killed. They were getting straight killed, uh, but then they weren't because Dallas let them back in the game because Dallas will do that. Uh, 128-124, the Mavericks finally get over the hump, uh, but they were fucking killing them. It was absolutely crazy that they let the Knicks into this game, the uh, Mavs. Like, the fact that this was the close game... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when they were up by just like a massive amount at one point. It's like up by 20 at the start of the third quarter. And you're like, yep, yeah, back up, boys. We're done here as well. And then they sort of slowly, slowly fought back into it, the Knickerbockers. I think the largest lead they had was 21, the Mavs. And uh, look, they hit 17 and 41 from three. Uh, they got to the line, same amount as the Knickerbockers. They got out-rebounded, same amount of assists. It's just that the Knicks had Kyrie, and Kyrie fucking loves killing the Knicks. It's just what he does. And then he finds our man Josh Greeny Green for the game ceiling three after they fought back to get it down to one with a minute left. The Knicks, it felt like the Mavs were absolutely going to bottle this. And then the Knicks get it down to one. You're like, hang on a second. And then they just couldn't score literally the rest of the way um, after our man Greeny just goes, Oh, yeah, cool, bro. Hey, check this. It's going to be a game-sealing three, and it was really, really nice uh, because, yeah, then it became a free-throw free, free throw shooting competition uh, because Josh Green hit that three with 27 seconds left, put them back up four, uh, and then you have, like, the missed OG three, and the Mavs then, what, Kyrie gets fouled, hits both, they're up six again. Brunson hits the shot. Hardaway fouled, hits both of his, and then Brunson hits the window dressing at the end. So, fun game in the end, and it was, like, really the only close one today. So, 32-6-5 for Randall. He shot 12-23. Brunson had 30-8 and eight against his old team. Not bad. Adonte DiVincenzo hit 5-10 from downtown for his 19. OG had 10 points on 1-6 shooting from downtown. 10 shots in total. That's the OG game. It'll happen. Just brace yourself, Knicks fans. Q Grime. He was like, uh, I don't know, Quentin Grimes had a few nice ones. He was like instrumental with getting them sort of back into it in the fourth quarter as well. Uh, OG hit a couple of shots too. Like, I think he basically had like six points straight out of nowhere. And you're like, oh, there he is. He's still alive. Um, but still, good job, Knicks, to fight back, I guess. Dallas Kyrie had 44. He was amazing. He's going to pop up in a second. 32 for Hardaway the Lesser, 6-13 from downtown. And Greeny with 18 points. He was bloody good. 11 for Grant Williams. Knickerbockers, 22-16. and 16. Mavs, 23-16. and 16. Crazy. And then finally, the Los Angeles Lakers. Los Angeles Lakers of Los Angeles, California. Yeah, they got killed as well. He got straight killed. Ah, uh, geez, Jim, did you go over on your picks today? Yes. That's what I get for trying to pick uh, underdogs. <laughs> And also relying on the fucking Lakers. Brad Beal went off in this game. Uh, the Suns just went bang early, right? So 
it now means that they're three and four in the seven games that Durant, Booker, and uh, Beal have played together. Beal hit eight of ten from downtown, and that was the big difference because, like, outside of that, no one else did shit from downtown for the Suns. It was literally the Brad Beal game. They went 14 of 39 overall, right? So that's basically six of 29 between the rest of the fucking Suns. One of nine for Eric Gordon. He was brutal, but still. They held them at arm's length the entire game. Never let them get back into it. Uh, And there was like a run from the Lakers there in the second quarter, and it didn't really matter. The Suns just went, cool, 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 cool. Uh, Brad Beal would hit another shot. Durant sort of got amongst it. Booker was really good. He had 31-5-5. The 37-6-4 and 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 14-21 for Beal. Durant, the 18-5-5 with three steals as well. He went 2-5 from three. Uh... Not much from the bench. You still had a Kogi and Gordon uh, not exactly lighting it up. But when Beal drops in 37, that's what you paid that fucking premium for. He's just got to do it more than once a month. Come on, Bradley. Uh, for the Lakers, look, AD, Barry Crocker, shocker, 13, 13 5 and 1. I thought he'd be going bang. He's averaged 25 against the Suns all year. Nurkic, like, did a pretty good job just, like, getting in his road. It felt like for a lot of this. But when you got the length of KD to sort of throw at AD as well, it just really limited his like input. Uh, 10 points for LeBron James with nine assists. Uh, he had 13 for Austin Reeves. It's like, okay. 19 for D'Lo. And uh, that's about it. It was a not a good game for the Lakers. They had 18 turnovers. They got out-rebounded by nine. It was an absolute shit show. So uh, the Suns moved to 20 and 18, as mentioned, three and four in the seven games that Beal, Durant, and Booker played together. The Lakers dropped to 19 and 20. Bit of a rough one. But let's do an NBA Australia approved performance of the night. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. Tell you what, got some pretty good uh, candidates for this one. Obviously, Brad Beal, as I mentioned, easily his best game as a Sun. And. They need more of it. Like, Booker was really good in this one as well. He was leading from the front. But it's uh, Donnie Mitchell, as well as Kyrie, as well as SGA. Just unreal gear. Like, this is, look, we've had the, this week we've had the day of the bigs, and now we've got the day of the guards. Uh, so Kyrie, 44, what do you have? 44 or 45? I do believe uh, the NBA app had him at 44, and then ESPN had him at 45. No, that was Donnie. He had 45. Yeah, that's right. NBA had him at 44. Anyway, I'm going to give this to Kyrie because he was 44 points, 10 assists, 2 steals, 4 rebounds. Amazingly, that means Kyrie's now won 8 straight games against the Knickerbockers. Last lost against him in 2018. That is sick. Uh, but he was unreal. 15 to 26 from the floor, 6 of 10 from downtown. When Kyrie, it's the same with Bill, right? If they're, if they're going to take 10 threes, let's fucking go. Because you want him hitting four plus, and he did today. Ten assists, four rebounds, five turnovers, bigger than on the big jobs. Two steals. He was awesome. Like finding Greeny at the end of that game. You know I love shitting on Kyrie, but I also love just calling it like I sees it. That's what we do here at NBA Australia. And he was fucking awesome today. Donnie Mitchell, the 44 as well, 15 and 30. Just grabbed that game by the scruff of the neck. Uh, as mentioned, the 12 rebounds, six assists, even though he had the seven turnovers. He had four steals as well. He was everywhere. And SGA, on a back-to-back, yes, against a shit Portland team, but goddamn, he shot 11 of 15. He had 31 points. 
Five rebounds and four assists on a back-to-back. He was absolutely unreal. And, of course, Brad Beal, as I mentioned, with the 37-6-4, 8 of 10 from downtown on the 14-21 and 21 shooting. Brad Beal, not bad, but I'm going to give this one to Kyrie. That was a big win to take care of the New York Knickerbockers of New York City, who were absolutely flying to start 2024, to handle them at home without Luca. That's huge. Good job, Kyrie. What about Spot of the Night, Jim? Spud, 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 I've got plenty of Spuds here. One of seven for Camo Johnson. You had the two of 11 for Eric Gordon, one of nine from downtown. Sam Merrill went two of 12. Not great, bro, not great. Scoop, four of 21. I mentioned that. Three of 14 for Shaden Sharp. And I'll tell you what, thank you, our man, LeBron James. Because what did he do, Jim? Oh, well, he had 10 points. He had nine assists. He's had five rebounds. and went 0-4 from downtown, 4-7 at the free throw line. He had four turnovers, and he shot. He shot 311. Thank you, LeBron. Uh, but really, the Blazers shooting 27% from the field today. That's the lowest field goal percentage by any team since 2022 when the Blazers shot 27%. <laughs> Seriously, they were the last team to go for 27% uh, when they lost to the Wolves, 124-81. They lost by 62 points. They have now lost five of six in this big 13-game road trip uh, that they're on. Seven-game road trip. They've lost five or six of them. In the five losses, they've tried by 26, 38, 39, 39, and 62. The Blazers have won four games since the start of December. Jeez, that's good tanking, I guess. <laughs> Spuds. All right, what about old mate, no mates? Old mate, no mates. 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 Who's got no mates today? Well, Thanasis under the kumpo got called in. It's like, all right, I'm out here, boss. Bang. Got called for a flopping text. Straight up, like literally got on the court and was called for a flop. It was funny as shit. Uh, that was definitely some like, ah, I fucking hate that you're in the NBA. You're shit. It's only because your brother's in the uh, a superstar that you're actually got, you've got a job. So, fuck you. Here's a tech. <laughs> but also, old mate, no mates. He's your mate, Carmelo Anthony. Come on, erase my. They're doing it to erase my accomplishments, bro. He's won a fucking title. He won more playoff series than you ever did in his first two playoff runs. Like, fuck off. Have a sook. Denver doesn't belong to you, Carmelo. Go back and fucking cover yourself in a bit of New York glory. You fucking sook. Pantsing of the night. Very fat, 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 very, very fat, fat. Ah, that'd be the Portland Trailblazers who shot 27%, 27% and well, we're down by 62. So, uh, yeah, that's a bit of a pantsing. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you. That was pretty fucking bad. Um, that's just a big, big pants. 
that's the entire Blazers organization just getting pantsed by OKC, which is kind of cool because it's like, you know, they're the former Sonics. There's still, there's none of that fucking rivalry left from Seattle days, but still a bit of a kick in the dick. Uh, and O'Shea Brissett, wanted to give him a bit of a shout because uh, he smashed Dame over and then crunched a dunk over Lopez on the same play. It was very cool. Dame flopped. Uh, Brissett's like, cool, bro, and then cocked back and went bang over Lopez. Not bloody bad, man. Not bloody bad. All right, who is better than Lonzo Ball? <coughs> Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you don't get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros. Now I can be average. We're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. How about Peyton Pritchard? Oh, 21 points, 6 of 13, shooting 2 and 9 from downtown, 4 rebounds, 4 assists. No, Jalen Williams, J-Dub. God, he was good. In that Oklahoma City, th- in 19 minutes, he had 21 points. He went 9 of 10 from the floor, 1 of 1 from 3. Seven rebounds, four assists, one turnover. He went two blocks. He was unreal. Uh, and, of course, our man, Giddy Up, uh, who in 22 minutes ends up with uh, five of five from the floor, uh, three of three from the free throw line, 10 points, 10 rebounds, and 12 assists for an awesomely quick triple-double. Giddy Up! You love to see that. You really do. 13, sorry, 13 points, 10 rebounds, 12 assists. What am I saying? Uh, bloody good. And all of them better than Lonzo Ball. Uh, I think we've got a Draymond Green Dickhead of the Week award because we've got no new uh, magic tweet of the day, which is a shame. But as I said, he's just probably on holidays, just hanging out. So. Right, let's do it. Dickhead of the Week. Dickhead. Uh, it's Draymond. It's just Draymond. Like, it's just. It, Adam said, don't retire. I said, oh, what a retire. If you're not going to let me fucking punch dudes in the fucking face when I want to, I will fucking retire. And it's like, don't retire, please. Please, don't retire, Draymond. I love you so. Also, I need to pay for my Lexus. (laughs) I just want to play the drop, though. Dickhead of the Week. So, yeah, the Draymond Green Memorial Dickhead of the Week award goes to Draymond Green. What a fucking dickhead. Oh, I was going to retire. And then I didn't want to make it all about me, but then I released a podcast and a bunch of videos about how it wasn't all about me and how I'm the big victim. Oh. When did every fucking NBA player become such a fucking sook? That's what I want to know. All right, let's do some ENRs right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And 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 you're listening to NBA Australia. All right. Let's do some ENRs brought to you by the NBA Australia shop. People. Get your merch, get your merch. Wear it. Get your merch, get your merch. Get your merch, get your merch. Yeah, do it. NBAAustralia.com slash shop or just click through on the socials or the pretty, pretty pretty pictures are there, man. They're really nice and pretty. Get a stubby holder, get a coffee mug, get a hoodie, get a T-shirt. Go nuts, mate. Uh, I've actually got to get one out to McKeegan. I just saw that. Uh, <laughs> anyway, sorry, McKeegan. Uh, number, right. Yeah, Nas, let's do it. Will night two of the draft be fun? Yeah, nah, yes. 
So this was another thing that popped off today as well. Uh, that they're talking about splitting the draft into two nights. It just needs signing off by the Players Association. Yeah, nah, I love this. I love it. I'll talk about it again in a second. Jez Oz had a couple of good ones yesterday that I didn't get to. So uh, is LeBron a problem for his own team? Asked Jez. It's that time of the season again where big trades are rumored seemingly at his urging. Whoever is coach under pressure again, once again from LeBron himself, does Jenny Buss need to put on her big boy pants and say to LBJ that either he takes over as player coach GM or he just shuts the fuck up and just plays hard? It won't happen, but it should. Yeah, nah. Oh, and before the bronze sexuals come at me, I'm not saying anything about his play. I think that he's awesome as a player. Yeah, nah. Look, going into today's game, I was feeling much better about the Lakers. And then you watch them get dismantled, and you're like, oh, yeah, still some big holes, isn't it? Like, Zach Levine's not helping them shut down Brad Beal. Uh, <laughs> I still think they're okay. But, yeah, look, LeBron is a problem for his own team because they all walk around on fucking eggshells, don't they? It's like, oh, God, I don't want to piss him off. He might get me traded. Uh, even Anthony Davis is always going to be like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, good one, LeBron. Yeah, no, it was a really funny joke. You're really funny. Like, like I, I know some comedians, but LeBron, you could be a comedian. Like, that's Anthony Davis the entire time. He's like, please don't trade me. Please. And Jeannie Buss, I don't know. The Lakers thing is, like, we always kowtow to our superstars. It's what we do. We're going to bend over backwards to do what we can. This is just the latest in that. And LeBron's just the most vociferous. So it's kind of put up, shut up, I think. If you're the Lakers. And I don't think it's a great way to build a culture. I don't think it's a great way to, way, way to build a team. Uh, and I'd rather sort of get through one fucking season where LeBron's not trading everybody on his team. Like, just once. You know? So, it would be kind of neat if the Lakers organization just went, Hey, shut up. We don't care. What are you going to do? Trade yourself? Fuck off. That's a good one, Jez. Uh, and last one, is K-Love a smoky for six-man? Uh, he would be. And he sort of like really kicked his play back up into gear very nicely. So it's not a bad shout. Um, the problem is, I just don't know, like as we've sort of seen with um, the voting, right, and the all-star stuff for the hate, like it's just, Almost non-existent. Like, I think Hardaway Jr., Hardaway the Lesser, he'll be right up there. Malik Monk. Now that Clarkson's back coming off the bench, uh, he will be. Cole Anthony is a good one. Bobby Portis. But the one to keep an eye on, like I've mentioned this time and time again, Naz Reed is a better shout than K-Love, I think. So, like, Kevin Love, because he'll have these little moments where he looks really good. Naz Reed's fucking awesome all the time. And the other one is Norm Powell. Right when Norm Powell keeps like gets it going, as the Clippers start getting better and better and better, as I assume they will, Norm is going to get way more shine. So I reckon Clarkson's a good one. Norm, Norm Powell's another good one, and uh, Naz Reed is probably my favourite. All right, unpopular opinion of the day. Now look at me, please. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Oh, I fucking love the second round of the draft. You get future two-time MVPs and NBA champions being drafted in Taco Bell commercials. Live mass. Uh, you've got plenty of weird, like, 
having been to a couple of drafts myself, like the second round is fucking hilarious. Because everybody in the audience is like, I don't know who the fuck that is. And then someone gets drafted and they're sitting next to you. <laughs> That's what happened with us with TLC. Timothy Luelu Cabarro. He was awesome. Uh, but he wasn't. Anyway, uh, but he was sitting next to us and that was really fun. And I love that I want the first round to have, look, people are like, oh, it just should be the lottery on the first night. Yeah, but I guess if we're going to do the first round across the entire night, we could expand this out. All I want from the draft is for the NBA to get their head out of their ass and when trades are being made, just go, look, the trade has been agreed to. Can you wear the hat of the team that you'll actually be a part of? You know, stop pretending like, oh, trades didn't definitely happen at all, man. It's like, this is bullshit. Just fucking do it. And I think if we expand the amount of time that we've got, we'll have way more trades on the night, which will make it way more chaotic if you don't do that. It'll be silly if you don't do that. So it's like the Luca Trey trade where you got Luca being drafted with an Atlanta Hawks hat and shit like that, right? Like we need just to nip that in the bud. Go, Woj, who got traded? It's like, all right, cool. Put a hat on him. Yep, that's a Portland hat. Cool. Flip that over for a Spurs hat. Away we go. You know, that sort of shit. All right. What about our back take else? It's Friday at our back in the night. That means, oh yeah, four for one icy cold oil drum cans full of icy cold Foster's Lager. That's right, it's Australian for horse piss. I mean, beer. Beer, definitely, it, it definitely is not actual horse piss in a can. Still, four for one, good deal, only at Outback. And today's Flame Grill take is, if the Brooklyn Nets can somehow pry DeJunte Murray away from the Atlanta Hawks, they instantly become a top four team in the Eastern Conference. Only at Outback. Well, maybe not top four, but I think it solidly gets them back in the top six. They need that connector. They need a defensive sort of, well, a dude who can play at least a lick of fucking defense because Spencer Dinwiddie can't. And you've got plenty of wings. You've got a whole bunch of shit out there. You've got plenty of picks coming in from uh, Philly and stuff like that that, you know, get it done. Just saying. Because the Nets need something because they are teetering on the edge of like, oh, fuck. Right. Quick break. Be back with Australian Player Watch right after this. This is Matthew Delvedover, and you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, let's do it. Australian Player Watch. Box Hill Benny, as mentioned uh, yesterday, still working on his back. No timetable. Uh, that was a good three weeks after the two-week time period that the Nets said they'd say something about it. So he's uh, right on track to not play again this season. <laughs> Great job. Uh, Giddy, he had the triple-double. 13 points on 5-5 five five shooting, 3-3 three three from the free-throw line, 10 rebounds, 12 assists, 3 blocks as well. That's his... Uh, he had it within, like, what, 4 minutes to go? Well, 4 minutes at the start of the second half, right? First triple-double of this season, ninth of his career. That's bloody awesome. And I think it's only the sixth to be done within 20 minutes. So, oh, bloody good, man. Bloody good. Uh, what else do we have today? We had Josh Greeny Green, as mentioned. He went off for a big, big, big 18 points, including the game-selling three, which you love to see. You fucking love to see it. 
18 points, two rebounds, three assists, and a steal. And he went eight of 12 from the floor and two of four from downtown. Missed both his free throws, but there you go. No Dante, he's still out with his heel. Uh, that sucked. Uh, but we also had in that Portland OKC game, of course, we had the Grim Reaper, the Great Barrier Reef himself. Uh, do up, do up, bop, bop, do up, did it up, bop, do up. He is do-wop, yeah, yeah, do-wop, ba-ba, do-wop, bee-ba-da-wop, ba, do-wop, ma-ma, do-wop, the Grim Reaper, and away we go. Uh, he had eight points on three of nine shooting in his 24 minutes. He had seven rebounds, two assists, and a block. It's not bad, man. Not bad at all. And Aussie Matty T had 19 minutes. He went one of five and 0 of four from downtown. Two of two from the free throw line, though. One assist, one steal, and four points. In his 19 minutes. And that was it. Because uh, we had no New Orleans, no Dante, no Orlando, no Houston, no Atlanta. So, good stuff. All right. We can do a quick Shane Hill shooter shoot you or shot line him up a wood. He threw it down. Are you healed? Are you healed? Praise the Lord, I'm healed. Praise the Lord for I'm healed. It is the Shane Hill. Shoot his shoot. Shoot your shot. Light him up a wood. Uh, just a quick Shane Hill shoot a shoot. Uh, Oklahoma City today became the first team to shoot 50% or better in 10 straight games. First team to do so since the 1993 San Antonio Spurs. That's right. That's pretty bloody good. Think about the teams in that time that didn't shoot 50% or better in 10 straight games. Duncan Spurs, the Steph Durant Warriors, the Heatles. The fucking Cavaliers of LeBron and Kyrie. The Steve Nash Suns. God damn. Pretty good offensive teams out there. They are. Even Milwaukee. With fucking Giannis never missing. That's bloody good. So first team to shoot 50% or better in 10 straight since 1993. And the David Robinson. The Admiral. Spurs. Love that. All right. What about a great moment in NBA Australia stat history? As I mentioned, this is going to be the... Very cool one from Nate Jawai from yesterday. Great moments in NBA Australia stat history. All right. Let's do it. NBA Australia. Never forget. On this day, a scant 14 years ago, Big Nathan Jawai, a.k.a. Outback Shack, a.k.a. the Cape York Man Mountain, a.k.a. the Bermat... <laughs> Bama Yaga! Bamaga Bunyip was only in his second year in the NBA, plugging away for the Kevin Love era Minnesota Timbulls, trying desperately to get Coach Rick Adelman to realize he had this generation's most dominant center riding the pine. Most of the time, just like my mate Tall Kane trying to cop a root out with anyone not, named, uh, not resembling a Rottweiler, his efforts were in vain. But... In a T-Wolves loss to Carmelo Anthony and his Denver Nuggets... The Bamaga Bunyip finally got some burn, just like Kane when he met that English bird up in the Goldie, remember that? Uh, but that burn was an STD that quite literally left him scarred for life. In only 12 minutes, the biggest geographical landmark of Cape York did some work, scoring a ridiculous eight points on four of seven shooting while adding a rebound and a steal that was so impressive that Daniel Day-Lewis reportedly briefly considered making a movie about them. Big Nate also missed a three-pointer, just proving that the big fellow was well before his time in trying to stretch the floor as a big man shooting threes. 
If you ask me, Nate was essentially Victor Wembanyama after a trip to Smorgies. Anyway, that was old mate Nate's ninth best game. Not for the year, but of his entire NBA career. That's because of series of NBA teams and coaches really Cindy Lauper it and time after time sadly underutilized outback Shaq and the big fella never quite reached his full world-dominating potential in the United States. Still, it was good to see him going hammer and tongs like a gara gara goana going after a grasshopper after a few more years in the NBA with the Taipans and co. But still, what might have been if the Wolves had understood the talent right in front of him and used Big Nate the Great properly? Who knows? On your Big Nate. That's right, 14 years ago, Nathan Jawai was in the NBA scoring those eight points up against the Nugs. Bit of a rough one. All right, there you go. Let's do a uh, Penny Mills Game Day, Baller Game Day Twitter check-in. See what he's been up to. Oh, Patty Patty with a good hair. What about Delhi? Oh, Delhi's got this one. The SEC declared our prospectus effective. We can start trading tomorrow. Swan Media. Delhi being a crypto bro is uh, pretty funny. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I uh, love it. Good on him. God bless his cotton socks. Uh, Patty has one new post, though. So Patty has a just beat me. This ain't nothing about shit about anybody else. Just beat me. I'm in a battle with the only person that I really want to fucking beat, and that's me. If I continue to outdo me from the day before, then I'm ahead. <laughs> that's awesome. Daily grind, 197 days, he reckons, to the uh, Olympics. I would run through a fucking brick wall for Patty Mills. Right, let's do some game previews. Game previews, game previews. Thanks, Inverton Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. How'd you go on today's picks? Yeah, shit. Ofer. Uh, we had the Nets plus three and a half against Cleveland. Nope. Uh, we had the Celtics plus five and a half. Nope. We had Portland. Nope. Knicks. Nope. And we had the Lakers. Nope. Ofer five. That is brutal. We'll do better tomorrow, though. Tomorrow, we have 10 games. We've got the Sacramento Kings at Philadelphia. That's right. The one, two, three, four, five, sixes. Uh, big Joel Embiid has already been ruled out for this. I'm going to go the Kings plus 0.5. Maxi versus Fox feels pretty good. Um, you've got Keegan. You've got the Suvlaki King just tearing it up in the middle. I think the Kings can win that. That's a fun game. That's a really fun game. Indy, they go to Atlanta. The Hawks, caca. Bit of a worry at the moment. The Hawks, look, they probably should win this, but I'm going to take the Pacers plus five and a half just because we know what happens when Indy and Atlanta play. A shit ton of points. Not much defense. Let's go Indy plus five and a half. The thing is, even without Halliburton the other day, we saw them like not put up as many points, but they still got to win. So we're going to go Indy plus five and a half. Houston, go to Detroit. Now, the Rockets should win this. It's a seven and a half point line. Detroit, though, just... I mean, there was a little bit of fight in them for a little bit, and it feels like it's just gone again. So give me the Rockets, even though they're bad on the road. Minus 7.5 to beat Detroit. Orlando in a Floridia Bowl. They go to Miami. The Magic Men are plus 3.5 against the Heat. It's a tricky one because you got, there goes my hero, and bam. Adebayo is still playing pretty well, but no butts, no Lowry. I still don't know if Houston have got too many folks to slow down. So let's go Orlando plus three and a half in Miami. The Heat aren't great at home, so we'll go the Magic Men. Uh, the LA Clippers go to Memphis to take on the Marcus Smart and Jamarant-less Grizzlies. I'm going to go the Clippers minus seven and a half. 
They should beat the piss out of them. The Wolves cop Portland tomorrow at home. The Wolves are unbeatable at home anyway. And the Blazers just got shit pumped. So, yeah. <laughs> By 62. Like, what are we doing here? It's just insane, mate. It's just insane. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to take Minnesota minus 14.5. Golden State go to Chicago. The Warriors are plus 3.5 in Chicago. Chicago have obviously been playing really well of late. I actually don't mind the Warriors here in a bit of a uh, bounce back for Steph uh, and tear it up kind of game. They need to do something, right? This is a bit of a line in the sand, I think, for the Warriors. So give me the Warriors plus three and a half. The Bulls, they've been sort of playing pretty well, but they've also been beating pretty shitty teams for the most part. So let's see if the Warriors can put it all together, even without Draymond. Toronto, they go to Utah. I like the Yaz just because they're playing so well. Minus two and a half, the Yaz. The Raptors will like their chances, but I think... Utah at home can probably snag another sneaky win. San Antonio take on Charlotte. The Spurs are at home, minus a half point. I'm going to take the Spurs. Charlotte might still get LaMelo back, but at the same time, they're still missing a fuck ton of other players. So give me the Spurs. The New Orleans Pelicans go to Denver. Let's see what the line, if there is a line on this one yet, because there wasn't earlier. I think it was priced out at around four and a half. Let's have a look. Eight and a half. Jesus. Uh, I'm going to go the Pelicans plus eight and a half. Because even if it's in Denver, and even if it's like, you know, no Zion, which is what that's probably priced at, I don't mind the Pelicans' size. I don't mind them on the road in Denver, just to at least put up a bit of a fight. So give me the Pelicans plus eight and a half against Denver. Sunday, we've got Houston at Boston. Houston on the back-to-back. Boston at home, where they're 18 and 0. Uh, I'm going to take the Celtics in a bounce-back win. Washington in Atlanta. Atlanta. And a home and home, uh, having just played Indy the day before. I don't mind Washington. Oh, actually, maybe Atlanta can win both of those and sort of get their... Yeah, let's go Atlanta. Get their fucking season back on track, maybe. New York, go to Memphis. I'm going to take the Knickerbockers again. Memphis, uh, again, another team with a back-to-back home stand. Uh Grizzlies have played the Clippers the day before. I'm going to take the Knickerbockers in that one. Milwaukee, they host Golden State. The Warriors who have just played the Bulls the day before. I'll take the Bucks. Way too much size on that Bucks team for Golden State. OKC host Orlando. That would be a rip snorter of a game if Orlando had not just played the night before in Miami. I'm going to take the Thunder. Dallas hosts New Orleans. Again, same vibe. Pelicans on the road for the second straight day. Dallas, I like them at home. Chicago go to San Antonio. The Spurs having just played Charlotte the day before. Bulls having just played at home against the Warriors. I don't mind Chicago to win this one. and is in a bit of a bounce back after uh, my pick of them losing to the Warriors the day before. And then the Lakers go to Utah. I like the Lakers with the Jazz on a back-to-back. Lakers need a big win. After that uh, dispiriting loss to the Suns. Monday, we start at 7.30. We've got Denver hosting Indy. I think the Nuggets will get that one done, no problems. Miami hosts Charlotte. I think the Heat will be way too good for the Hornets. Sacramento go to Milwaukee. I don't mind the uh, Kings in that one. If the Kings could rock over to the East Coast and beat Philly and then go back inwards and go beat Milwaukee, that's pretty good. I don't mind it. Let's go Kings. Clippers at Minnesota. I like the Wolves, just the sheer size of that Wolves team up against the Clippers. That should be an absolute belter of a game. And then you got Phoenix and Portland. Portland just got fucking killed today, so I'm going to go Phoenix. And there you go. That's it. That's the week done. We're back daily. It's our first week back for the year. How good is that? Uh, it's pretty good. 
despite my many fucking physical ailments, still. Jesus. I'm going to set a record for whinging this this season, I reckon. What am I, Carmelo? <laughs> anyway, that's it for today. That's it for this week. We'll close out with an old cooking with Bainsy for you. Uh, but in the meantime, you can follow NBA Australia on Twitter, Face CIG. We're putting up the old NBA Australia Never Forgets uh, every so often as well, so stay tuned to those. Uh, we're all over the socials. Get around NFL Australia with myself and Gaz. Big NFL playoff weekend ahead. Uh, you can go read my breakdown of that as well on codebet.com.au. Oh, just a good bit of writing from your mate Jim as per usual. Same thing goes for Cricket Today podcast and the Football Today podcast. If you like cricket, if you like soccer, go subscribe to those and have a listen to the boys. They're doing great work. Uh, check a rating and review for all those shows across Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, whatever app you use on the Android phone. Anything does help. So please rate, review, star, do all that good shit, or I'll fight you. Uh, get around NBAstraight.com slash shop, get your merch, get your merch. Uh, I'll throw in a free promo stubby holder as well. So if you buy a stubby holder, that'll be the nice one. Then I've got a couple of other uh, promo ones that I'll throw in for you. So do that. Uh, big thanks always go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Check out House Hats, Joshua De Laurentiis, Fascinated Goldmine, Dram Shackle Army, Iowa, Sex Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozers. They're behind all the tunes you hear throughout the show. Uh, Ramshackle Army, that's actually Gaz's band. They've got a show coming up in February, so keep an eye out for that. But smash all those bands across Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify, whatever. Remember, NBA Australia supports Australian bands. All right, good week. Fun week. A lot going on. It's just good to be back in the swing of things as well, doing a weekly show, or daily show, for a full week again. It's just nice, you know? Just nice. All right, we'll close out with an old cooking with Bainsey, and we will catch you on Monday, you dickheads. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? And let us out now. Cooking with Bainsey is filmed in front of a live, socially distanced audience. And now it's time for Cooking with Bainsey with your host, Aaron Bangers Baines. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> G'day. Uh, it's good to see the smattering of you here in this studio. This is amazing. It's nice to see you're all wearing your face mask and you're all socially distanced. Oh, that's beautiful, it is. But the best part is this is Cooking with Baines and I'm your host, Aaron Bangers Baines. And look, in this here very special socially distanced episode, I'm going to get you to whip up an absolute treat. That's right. It's one of my all-time Aussie favourites. You can have it whenever. It's probably the best slab of meat you'll ever bloody eat. Because that's right. It's the secret Bangers Brisket Barbie Bonanza. Straight out of Texas. You little ripper. Texas, Australia, I'll tell you what. That's right, I love me a big old slab of brisket cooked up on the Barbie for about eight years. Or in this case, about eight hours. And it's oozy as, mate. You might think it's a bit complicated, but there's nothing less complicated than just cooking some meat. And if you really do it properly and get all your sides bang on, it'll help you keep up this physique. You know what I'm talking about. All right. So let's get stuck in. It is bloody simple, mate. All you got to do is go down to your butcher, 
ask him for his best bit of brisket. You might have to call ahead or even ask him. Just walk past a few days beforehand, whatever. It's bloody worth it. Get the best brisket you can. Then you duck over to the soupy, get your gear for your spice mix. Now, this is banger spice mix. Brown sugar, paprika, onion, garlic, salt, some mustard, some cumin, and a bit of black pepper. And you're laughing. Get some gear for your sauce. You need some vinegar, some ketchup, or as I call it, tomato sauce, Worcestershire sauce, garlic, and some of those spices. Just toss them in. Go fucking mad. Now, get some uh, sides. Load up with your sides at the soupy. Some green beans, some mac and cheese, a thing of coleslaw, plenty of potatoes to get more whipped than my mate Simo when he was with that Kardashian. There you go. Now, fire up your barbie. Get her up to a nice even 120. Look, you can use charcoal. You can use gas. It doesn't bloody matter. If you're using charcoal, throw in some tasty, you know, wood chips in there for some smoky flavour if you want. I personally don't give a fuck, mate. You can just chuck it on the grill. Just gas. doesn't matter, mate. Just uh, now, mix your spices together. Mix them all up. There you go. Now rub them in all over your brisket. Now, some people like to cut the fat back. You can just leave it on. doesn't matter. Just rub it all in nice and even like your massage and my big mate bogey's hammy. After a big game, oh, he gets you to do it, and it's fucking gross. Oh. I'll tell you what. But anyway, let us sit there for a bit if you want after you've rubbed that all in. Nice-looking, uh, tasty, big slab of meat. Leave it, you know, half an hour to an hour, whatever. She's right there. Bang her on. Just bang her on the barbie. Close the lid. Bit of foil underneath it, and away you go. Let that bastard cook for eight to ten hours. Simple. I mean, in the meantime, just keep an eye on the temperature. Crack a slab. Check the internal temperature of the meat every so often. Water around 75 degrees once she's cooked. Neck a bunch of tins. Watch some footy. Then with about an hour until she's good, get to work on your sides. Whip your potatoes. Cook your greens. Your mac and cheese. Dump your coleslaw out. Put it all on some nice little plates. So it all looks nice and neat. It'll look special as. Rip the brisket out. Sit there for an hour. Bang. Bob's your bloody uncle. Look at this. Just, oh, I'm just slicing open. Look at that bloody brisket. That is bloody mouth-watering, that is. Mate, you can put it on sliders, or you can just eat it raw, dog. It doesn't matter. I'm going to slice this up, put it on a plate. Bob's your bloody Barbie-loving uncle. It is awesome. My friends, this is an absolute bloody ripper of a banger's brisket Barbie bonanza. It is delicious, and it'll dead set impress all your mates and all the Sheilas. Don't you worry about that. All right, so <laughs> just getting stuck in. This is bloody delicious. Do it at home yourselves. You'll have hoops left over to take to work for lunch. Whatever, mate. You will love it. Just look how bloody... Look, I've cooked enough of all of you, so you're going to love it. There you go. All right, tune in next week to NBA Australia for a new recipe, and we will see you then on the next episode of Cooking with Bainsey. Bainsey.